just take a step back from the radicalness of the fact that someone's saying this is not safe. Because I admit that it's radical to say that. It's, it's crazy. It catches you off guard because 99.99999% of Christians know this is a fact, right? So anyone saying it's not is obviously wrong. So I remember talking to a friend, you know, and they were, they were saying how, um, you know, Lucifer is the name of Satan and how he's the, the lead musician and all this nonsense. And I'm like, oh, really? Okay. Is, is it? And they were like, right, right? Like, right? And I'm like, hmm, I, I don't know that. Is that true? They're like, yeah, I mean, it's in the Bible, right? And I said, I don't know, is it? Because <laughs> you're the one saying it, not me. So they go and look up the scripture, right? And then they read it and they're like, oh, my God. It doesn't say any of that, does it? What is it saying? And they, they, they were lost. It's like they never read that questioning it. You know, they never read it asking, what is this talking about? And then once someone said, I don't know that, and they thought, huh, does it say this? When they looked, they couldn't find that. And I'm speaking of Isaiah 14. Welcome to Acts 2 and 42. Real discussions, real opinions, real stories and testimonies. Real Church Talk. Welcome to Acts 2 and 42. All right, guys, welcome back. This is Acts 2 and 42 uh, podcast and YouTube channel. Uh, if you're listening right now on uh, Podbean or iTunes or uh, Spotify, um, this, this video is, is kind of to address, or this podcast is kind of to address a uh, YouTube video or series that I have on my YouTube channel, and um, kind of to address the the haters, um, which uh, I kind of use uh, loosely. I'm smiling if you're you're listening, because um, I don't necessarily you know think I have haters, but um, definitely to address the comments of opposition uh, on the videos that I've shared, um, opposing thoughts, a uh, little bit of name calling. Um, and I always wanted to do this follow-up, and I always, always wanted to do a brief uh, podcast, you know, about my views on Satan or about what the Scripture says about Satan in the videos I've made. Um, I just never have, and I figured why not kind of do it all in one? You know, I can address, you know, some of your comments and let you know kind of face-to-face or voice-to-voice. I'm, I don't, I'm straying away from a lot of texting right now. Um, it's very uh, I don't want to say insincere, but, um, I don't see it as, as effective. So I think this is a more effective means. Um, you can hear my tone, you know, the inflection of my voice. Um, and, and again, from the videos and stuff, I, I get your concern and, you know, you don't really know me. So let me give you a little bit of background of why I made that, what I'm saying and my response to some of your questions, as well as one maybe two things that I want to point out in addition to the video, uh, things that you have to consider as well with the video um, that I don't think I, I mentioned in the video. So, all right, uh, without further ado, uh, the main subject is Ezekiel 28, the anointed cherub that covereth, and the Christian view uh, predominantly that this is Satan. This is a, a reference to Satan um, and his, uh, his fall from heaven sometime in the beginning, right? So, um, if you haven't watched the channel, I have, I think, four videos that deal with the main four scriptures that kind of coincide with this philosophy. Um, 
And I don't know. I think they do a pretty good job addressing my concerns, addressing, you know, what I believe the scriptures are saying or what I think they're not saying. But um, I'll tell you what. Nothing happened in the beginning, at least not until the, the life of Adam and Eve was written or the second book of Enoch was written. Um, this is the first time, and this is right before the time of Christ, like a century or two before Christ, uh, when these books, one of which is admittingly um, uh, not uninspired, but um, this is not a, a, a common Judean or even Christian text at the time, the life of Adam and Eve and Satan. But it's not until these books are published uh, and, and are written um, that philosophy like this began. Because up until that time, we don't have anyone uh, interpreting Satan as an angel, angel that rebelled against God in the beginning and, and was cast down for trying to put his kingdom above, above God's. Um, that, that wasn't a belief until this point. So you, you really have to keep that in mind. Um, and, and it was later, it was you know what they call Christian interpolation, um, which the Christian receiving the book of Revelation looks at the war in heaven and thinks about what Jesus said about, you know, seeing Satan fall as lightning from heaven. And they start putting it together with Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28. Uh, this is a, a Christian invention, um, which is false, which is an error. Because um, you don't see it. It should be in Genesis, right? It should be wherever we say the story took place. That's where it should be. Especially when it's, this is the, the main opponent of God and God's people. <laughs> but it takes... Um, I don't even know where the first reference is. Chronicles or something? Um, it's it's much, much later that Satan, you know, Job and, and Chronicles finally references Satan. Um, but no story as to how he fell, right? So just keep that in mind that we're we're coming to the book of Ezekiel, the 20th chapter. We're coming to that already being told that this is what happened, when it happened, why it happened. So then we read and we say, ah, yes, here it is. It's right here. Now, had you never thought of that, and that's the only thing I would ask the opponents, you know, to this, to this, uh, to my question. It's not even a belief. It's, it's just a, a, a question of where is Satan in this text? And where does this line up? I mean, we all say line upon line, precept upon precept here, a little there, a little that type of thing, which I don't believe is proper context of that scripture either. But nonetheless, we say that. We know it takes two or three witnesses. Even biblically, we have to find cross-references to confirm a thing. And not only do we have to, but if it's, if it's truth, and it's like a major truth like Satan, we wouldn't have to work hard to do it. We wouldn't have to uh, uh, add with our imagination or pull from the text something it doesn't say. So, you know, I just want to say, you know, keep in mind you're coming to the text with this notion, with this perception. Try to come to it and just say, if I never knew that, let me read this text and see what it says. The next thing I will say is start around the, I don't even know off the top of my head, but start around the 20th chapter and go to like the 34th chapter. And you see everyone receiving a prof, uh, prophecy of judgment. It's either prophecy or lamentations about, which is uh, weeping for, um, for those that have been judged, you know, with the prophecies. But everyone from Israel to Babylon to Egypt, you know, we see a bunch of judgments coming via prophecy. So we see in these chapters that there's a bunch of judgments coming to the nations themselves and to their rulers. And the prophecies are, are, are kind of categorized separately. First, he'll speak to the nation, the city, the people. 
then it'll speak to the ruler, right? So I have to ask that, keep in mind, I don't think, if we look at those scriptures, I don't think that we can say we have 10 chapters of prophecies given, judging different nations for different things, including Israel and the Prince of Israel. I don't think we can say that all of a sudden, all these prophecies were to these earthly nations and these earthly kings, but then all of a sudden, this one here, that one was about Satan. Or on the flip side, we can't make all of them about Satan, right? I don't think you would propose we do that. So it's very important that we understand the time period that this is happening. We understand the people that's in the story, not only the prophet, when he lived, what he lived during, what his life was about, who he was, but who he was prophesying to, and then what ultimately happened. Isaiah, for example, Isaiah, I think it's uh, the 13th chapter, prophesied the demise of Babylon, and Babylon is no longer, um, not spiritually, you know, um, but the actual nation called Babylon with, with the kings and rulers and whatnot, um, that nation was basically wiped off the face of the earth, you know. So that prophecy was given, judgment was made, God took them out. He told them it was coming, right? So that, that was fulfilled. That was, that was then, that was those people, and that took place. And now what we do is we take modern invention, modern thoughts, and we make, well, now it's, um, you know, the, the uh, polio vaccine, or it's the, I don't even know, it's, it's some, you know, a, a chip. You know, the chip is the mark of the beast or whatever. Uh, we take modern inventions and we incorporate them in ancient scriptures that, by the way, nine out of ten of them, we can actually see that they were, pro they were fulfilled. The prophecies were fulfilled already. So we don't have to look for meaning. I mean, that's, that's who it was written to, and it came to pass, just as it, as it said. Uh, at least where we have record of this, where we know. Um, so the same thing with Ezekiel. We have, we have a, a bunch of chapters that we're looking at. And it's to a bunch of people. And it's a bunch of prophecies of judgment coming. So why is that we just cherry pick in the middle? Because there's language of an angel. And I, I tried to be fair in the video. If, if you rewatch it and, and give it a chance, you'll see I'm not, these are, these are my six reasons why I don't think that this is Satan being referenced. But I'm not completely un, 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 unwilling. You know, I kind of give ground where I can see this. Like, this is where we start to see angel language, right? But if you look in other translations, it doesn't translate it, he was a cherubim. It translates it, he was with a cherubim, or a cherubim was given to him. Now, I'm just being reasonable to consider all translations, and also consider um, not original translations, because we don't have any originals, um, but to con consider uh, source text, you know, like if it's an English translation, consider the source, whatever Greek text that comes from, and define those words in Greek. So, I, I don't know, one of the comments, one of the most recent comments was that I need to do some deep research. I agree. We all need to do deep research. I, I would say that the people that are putting out videos saying that Satan is the anointed cherub that covereth are not doing deep research because they're not asking themselves these hard questions. And I, and, and I don't have a problem with needing to do deep, deep research. I, I stopped myself from making any videos for like three years. I was going to make YouTube videos. I was going to start putting out some teaching. And it took me three years to do it because I didn't feel like I was ready. I felt like I had to clarify some things first. I actually have a whole series that I was ready to publish like six months ago. I was excited. I was, I was talking about it. And I have all the content ready. I have, 
I have all the digital content, all the quotes, all the references digitally ready to put up on the screen for you guys. And I still haven't done it because there's some, there's one little piece that I'm not okay with. I think I practice great care before I put things out, especially this, especially this, right? Great care went to this. I didn't just read this and say, ah, I don't believe it. And overnight just start putting out videos. Um, so, so hear me when I tell you, I take great consideration as far as deep re research. Um, I can share, which I do in the video, but I can share things I didn't share in the video, sources that I reference, sources that I, I read from and study from for my deep re research. I'm not just reading the scripture and make believing what I think it says. And I'm not just taking a commentary, which I have those as well, which I think is part of study. Um, I'm not just using Greek definitions and Hebrew definitions, which I do that as well, and they're in the video. So I, I don't know what would it, what would, um, what this deep research would entail. I mean, it seems to be because another comment was, um, man, anyone that just looks at the text can see one part is talking about the prince, one part to the king, for face value. If you read a specific translation, or if you read certain translations and not others, you just read prince, king, two different people. The king is referred to as an angel. I can see, but that's for face value. That's not, deep research didn't give you that. Just looking at the text gave you that. Just reading what's on the page gave you that. Deep research would show you that they're actually two different words. I didn't explain this in the video. I just showed you that it's translated different ways because they're two different words. But it, it may or may not be. I'm being reasonable. It may or may not be two different people. You know, and I'm going to give you just, just the, the brief version. Um, one word. I believe the first word can be defined as a ruler, as a prince, as a leader. So that word can go many ways. The second word is a specific word, which is a title only given to a king. Now, you, you could say that from this, that the king is the leader, that the king is the ruler, right? And there's some exchanging of kings being referred to as princes because, it's this, again, it's the same word that means a ruler. So... Again, deep research just leads you, I, I'll be honest, to more questions. Deep research doesn't say, ah, it's cut and dry. It's really simple. You know, and that's, that's I think, what we're lying to ourselves when we think the further, the deeper you get in studying and learning that things all of a sudden just become crystal clear and there's no issues left on the table. I think it's the opposite of that. I think you end up having more questions. Um, not that you can't find answers, but it doesn't make it simple. If you study Greek manuscripts, transmission and translation, there's nothing simple about that. You know, people that say, like, the original Bible, the original text, there's no such thing. It doesn't exist today. We don't have it. We don't know what it says, right? So if you say that, you're showing yourself unlearned, really. Um, and I've made these same mistakes, right? Um, so I don't know. Um, real quick, I do, I do want to address the name calling. And, um, I mean, guys, it's, it's a fallacy in any conversation, in any discussion or any debate to go straight to either name-calling or, in this case, bringing my soul into question, saying I'm not saved, I don't know the Lord, while that hurts my feelings, because I think we're pretty close. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, in general, I'm being facetious, kind of. It doesn't hurt my feelings. Uh, matter of fact, you guys have to know how, how, how no one is going to take any of you seriously. And, and, I say that to help you because I think if you, ha if, if, you are, if you oppose a thought, you should be able to express that you oppose that thought and tell the person, I think you're wrong. But, for instance, someone called me a warlock, 
I don't know what I demonstrated to, to show that I was a male witch practicing black magic or something, you know. Um, but it was crazy. Um, and if you have a problem, you have a problem with the, the new age demonic music, you have a problem with the music, tell me that, you know, what, 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 where I can find information that shows me that this is demonic and this is evil. And I have no problem looking into it. And I'll change my ways if they are demonic because I don't want anything demonic. If you say I'm a false prophet, show me. Um, I, I would ask myself when I did, ask you when I presented myself as a prophet, I would ask what prophecies did I give that didn't come to pass. Um, but if you're reducing it to a false teacher, and that's really what you're referring to, um, I, I don't know. Um, I would ask you to point to the information that's false, right? And I feel like if we had that, if you guys really had an ability to do that, like you knew for a fact this was wrong and this is what is right, you would share that with me. And if you were a Christian, I feel like you would do that as a brother, right? You wouldn't do that. Um, it's, it's not good Christian practice to jump on the, you know, get behind me Satan bandwagon from the gate, right? Like from the gate, you didn't offer me anything. You didn't admonish me two or three times and then let me be a heretic. You from the gate just said false prophet, warlock, or... Um, the other one was um, my soul. I'm not saved. You know, my soul's in jeopardy. You know, I'm in darkness. Um, I don't know what I taught that was that bad. I just think that scripture. I'm not saying Satan didn't fall from heaven. I'm not saying that he's not a bad guy. I'm not defending Satan. So I don't know what is dark. I don't know what is dark about my understanding. I don't know how I'm in darkness. I don't know what I'm missing. But all I'm saying is the first step should be to show me. Show me the error. You know, um, refute what I'm saying, rebuke what I'm saying, correct what I'm saying. I have no problem with that. And some did try to show me where I'm wrong. One gentleman told me all about the anointed cherub, how he was the greatest, and he was the only one that witnessed all of God's creation, all these wonderful things. Thank you, sir. But then when I ask you what scripture you got that from, I don't hear back from you because there's no scripture that tells you that. So even with that, there's a problem. Like, at least you gave me information. You can go to name calling. Thank you, sir, ma'am, whoever you are. Um, you see that there's a problem that you have to be able to answer a question, right? You have to be able to answer for why someone is this. You know, if someone is a false prophet, if someone is a liar or a false teacher, or someone doesn't know what they're talking about, then your first step as a Christian should be trying to admonish that brother, trying to reach that person and say, man, I'm going to, like, I give people the benefit of the doubt. I don't, I don't think everything is nefarious and malicious. I, I, I think at least until I have evidence otherwise, like innocent until proven guilty, I'm at least going to treat you like you're trying to do the best you can. And I see you trying, but I think you made an error there, and I try to show you the error. And then when you show, show that you're uninterested in, in discussing or considering, well, then I'll leave you alone. That's fine. And I still don't care to call you a false prophet. Now, if you prophesy lies and they don't come to pass, I'm going to call you a false prophet. Um, so nonetheless, but all this kind of, you know, going forward, I have some, some I, don't, I don't want to hound or spend a lot of time on the haters per se, you know. I don't consider you haters. I don't have a problem with the name calling and stuff. Um, it's just, I get a little frustrated. It's like, man, I, I really wish that you had gave me something. I really wish, you know, I, I saw your comment. I really wish that you were interested in talking. I really wish that, you had given me something to consider. You had given me something that could correct my teaching. Um, and I just, I just find myself more and more disappointed that it's really lazy. 
and it's just I don't agree with you, so I'll call you names. And we and we do this politically. We do it with everything. Um, Baptist, Methodist, everyone's just calling everyone else the devil, and it's all nonsense. It really is. Um, so so going forward, if if you have a problem with these teachings, I'll say before you call me a heretic or a false prophet or any of these or a warlock. Um, you know, offer me information where I'm wrong. You know, show me in the scriptures where I'm wrong. Show me where, whatever, whatever the fact is, where I'm wrong. I think I'm being pretty reasonable in the videos that it could be like Prince and King, but some translations translate it Prince and Prince. You know, it's one person. Um, and then when you look at the definitions, again, deep study, right? You know, definitions. Um, I gave you commentaries. Like I pointed, the last thing I pointed out was the connection of Babylonian mythology. This is Babylonian mythology he's speaking to, which we have biblical evidence of Paul doing that um, with the pagans, speaking to them according to their pagan beliefs. So this is not an un, unbiblical you know, precept or, or, or whatever. I didn't even make that up. You know, I, I saw that this is not what Genesis says, but then upon my research, the commentators... I think it was the uh, expositor's uh, commentary. This is a, a, a well-known and accepted commentary that says that this is mythology that he's speaking of. I mean, I'm not making that up. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. Um, so I don't, I, I mean, I know it's, just take a step back from the radicalness of the fact that someone's saying this is not Satan. Because I admit that it's radical to say that. It's, it's crazy. It catches you off guard because 99.99999% of Christians know this is a fact, right? So anyone saying it's not is obviously wrong. So I remember talking to a friend, you know, and they were, they were saying how, um, you know, Lucifer is the name of Satan and how he's the, the lead musician and all this nonsense. And I'm like, oh, really? Okay. Is, is it? And they were like, right, right? Like, right? And I'm like, hmm. I, I don't know that. Is that true? They're like, yeah, I mean, it's in the Bible, right? And I said, I don't know, is it? Because <laughs> you're the one saying it, not me. So they go and look up the scripture, right? And then they read it, and they're like, oh, my God. It doesn't say any of that, does it? What is it saying? And they, they, they were lost. It's like they never read that questioning it. You know, they never read it asking, what is this talking about? And then once someone said, I don't know that, and they thought, huh, does it say this? When they looked. They couldn't find that. And I'm speaking of Isaiah 14. Um, I, I don't know, man. Um, and this video isn't about that. But nonetheless, um, the, the, I've already spoken on it. But the thing I wanted to share in addition is I, I think I'm being pretty reasonable. There is some research. There's some commentaries there. Um, there's history as far as where does this belief come from. If you look in the Jewish Encyclopedia, it will tell you everything about Satan, much of which you've never heard of, names like Mastema and such. Um, that these are accepted names. Uh, Samael, I, th I don't know how you pronounce it, but Samael, that's an acceptable name for Satan. Are you familiar with that, Christian? You know, I doubt many of you are. Um, Lucifer's not. Anointed cherub is not, right? Because they come from occultic text, false texts, right? Uh, pseudepigrapha, you know, um, texts that are, we don't know who the writers are. We don't know if they're authoritative. We know that they're not. You know, there's no validity behind them. Um, and this is the belief that, that Christians want to propel, you know, or promote, you know. Um, so I, I would ask you to take a step back, get to know Ezekiel, just consider, just, just think. I'm not trying to convince you, you know, Satan didn't fall from heaven. It's not what I'm saying. I believe he did. 
Um, he is our adversary, and I think he does use lies. And we need to know what the truth is, but the way we get to the truth isn't name-calling. Um, the way we get to the truth is considering a matter, searching the scriptures to see if these things are so, right? Um, so come to Ezekiel. Forget my video. Just come to Ezekiel and read like the 10 chapters in, from like 20 to 30-something. Read, read like 10, 12 chapters. And look at all the prophecies against all these nations. And then tell me that all of a sudden, he just changed language and started talking to an angel. Okay? And then look in other translations and then look up the words and, and see what the words mean. I, I don't know. Um, show me where this belief is in the Bible. Um, I'm willing. I just don't see a crowd that's willing. I, it's, this is a problem amongst all. The Christian faith definitely is plagued by it. Um, we just name call if we don't agree. Uh, that's not Christian-like. It's not what the apostles or the Lord taught. Uh, it's not even what early Jews did, right? So I don't have a problem with your opposition. I would like information, though. Um, I, don't, I don't mind information. I would like that. And um, if you give me that, we can consider it. I also, I don't mind meeting in person and I, or video chat, probably safer. Um, but I've offered if people are local, I don't mind meeting them. I wouldn't mind having them on the podcast. If you're not local, doing a remote broadcast, a remote video chat privately or on the air, I don't mind doing any of this. I think we should talk, especially if we disagree. That's part of what our podcast is about. I bring friends here. When we disagree, we talk about it, right? So I don't have a problem talking to you. I don't have a problem if you disagree. Um, let's just actually talk. Um, I don't know, guys, but other than that, I just tell you from my heart, I'm doing the best I can. I don't know all things. I got some things wrong. I guarantee you some things are wrong in that video because I don't know everything. I got some things wrong. But if for me to know they're wrong is going to take you to show me, right? And for us to talk about it and the Lord to ultimately show us. Uh, so anyway, thanks for watching this. Thanks for listening. Um, just wanted to get that out there. And um, I don't know. That's it. Acts 142. Thank you.